Good evening, Amrin Aproy, and welcome to another episode of Sound Off Leadership Lessons with the AOT. Our mission here is to inspire and develop future leaders of the Air Force and beyond. I'm Cadet Cosme Kella. And I'm Cadet Fuentes. And today's guest is First Lieutenant Nathan Legaspi. Good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we just have a first. We're going to go into like a brief background. Um, so where are you originally from? Uh, Southern California. So like Monterey Park, Alhambra for everyone who's from over there. Um, and then I just stayed there until I got in the Air Force. All right, sir. And transitioning to that, uh, what made you decide to join the Air Force and the military in general? Um, I saw an air show when I was 10 and the Thunderbirds kind of just made me know what I wanted to do. And then after that, I just never stopped trying. And thankfully, I got my dream job. <clears throat> That's awesome. Um, I have a question. So actually, I have not, I don't know much information about your AFSC, just in general. So can you tell us more about what your AFSC entails? Yeah. Um, so the AFSC code, I probably never say my whole life. I actually had to look it up. 11 kilo three, I think it is. But Long story short, I am an instructor pilot. And when you go to become a pilot, you fly, essentially you fly two types of aircraft. And then the Air Force says you are deemed safe and we trust you. And then they send you to an aircraft of your own to fly. Uh, the first one is the T-6 Texan. It's a, <clears throat> it's like a two seat aircraft. Um, it's got a turboprop engine, so it has a propeller in front. Um, it can go up to 316 miles per hour, or sorry, knots, and then um, it can pull up to 7 Gs. Uh, after you do that, you either go to the T1 or T38, although the T1 is now being phased out, so that's not a thing anymore. Uh, and then you go into the Air Force. So they essentially select a certain amount of people every time a group graduates and say, hey, you are going to be the subject matter expert on this aircraft. You were just in pilot training. Stay here. Um, help others become the future aviators. And then and after a, like a two to three year assignment, you get out of that and then you go to a real airframe. So like, I will fly something else after this. Definitely an interesting job. So sir, uh, besides you wanting to sort of be in that AFSC, what made you decide to pursue an officer round instead of staying enlisted around in the military? Uh, the easy answer was you cannot be enlisted in a pilot. True. <laughs> that was my big thing. That is true. Um, I have a question really quick on that one. So in that sense, as an officer, do you have like a specific moment or situation where you had to step up and lead or where your leadership was needed and how would you execute it or how did you? Uh, I will give a vague set of scenarios that I've been put in, but a lot of people will make fun of um, pilot officers because we do not lead immediately. You go in as a second lieutenant and you train for a whole year just to be a pilot. And then you get out there, you train six more months on your airframe. And then all you do is fly your airplane. Technically you have maintenance, you have crews and all that, but maintenance officers handle their people. Uh, the crew chiefs, again, that's still maintenance, like the guys in the back, the load masters. Yeah, that's technically your crew. However, like the aircraft commander is going to be in charge of that. Or if you're a single seat fighter kind of person, you have no one to lead. So in that sense, yeah, pilots don't usually have people under them. However, you get additional jobs to do, like side jobs, as well as the fact that for me, 
As an instructor pilot, I walked back in. I was immediately in charge of saying whether a student was passable for a flight, whether they were doing great or not, and helping them get better. And uh, one thing that kind of kicks a lot of people uh, in the butt when they get back to become a FAPE, a first assignment instructor pilot, is you now have approximately 10 to 15 students who need to do everything they need to do in order to be a pilot. So I was like, yep, I'm a pilot, not in charge of anyone, no one listed, this is easy. And then throughout, I started realizing if I'm not here, my normal 12 hours a day, if I'm not like pushing these people, giving them morale and like telling them, yes, it's tough, but we can do it together. Um, like the whole system would fall. People don't want to push themselves. Training is degraded. So it was one thing that kind of kicked me in the pants. It was like, oh my God, I'm like a first lieutenant. I am barely in my job because I just finished my training. But now I'm like, additionally in charge of like 10 to 15 also lost lieutenants and it's me to essentially help guide them to greatness or they can all fail so that was one moment where i was like oh my god i have like the ability to affect others and like create change and i can like help mold these people or i can be a you know a, a horrible boss and just like let them flounder wow um just following up on that one so as you said, like morale is pretty important um, in the Air Force, especially in your AFC, as far as you can tell us. Uh, do you have any advice for others that are kind of like in that position where they do need to boost the morale of others to kind of help to see if others like should exceed, succeed in that sense? Do you have, do you have yeah. any advice for them? Yeah, I mean, there's something that got me through all the time that I think gets people through like when you're young, and you don't want to brush your teeth or you don't want to do your homework you don't want to take a shower it's because you don't like that you're not interested in it however someone says you want to go trick-or-treat and get candy go get presents you're very interested if joining the air force or being a pilot or being a missile officer or joining space or leading airmen is something that you're passionate about when times get tough just go home and think about all the good stuff because pilot training is like a kick in the nuts really uh it's a whole year where you are just getting berated you're being told you suck you driven your car for like four years now but you can barely fly straight and level and then sometimes you're on that brink where like you may go to what's called like a progress check that can like kick you out of pilot training and you lose your job forever and it's like you just had a four day week of 12 hours and you like you hate your life so you will get to bad points every day is not great in the air force you miss your family there's a bunch of stuff but like going home calling your parents and telling them like I got to fly through a cloud today. That was cool. Or just looking up like the aircraft of your dream or the job of your dream or like the ability to lead and affect airmen, whether enlisted or officers, like find what made you happy in the first place and let it continue to make you happy. Because if you don't, you'll just self spiral. So just keep doing what makes you happy. Because if you hold on to that, that one single year of like poop, that is whatever job training it is will be over and you will have the greatest job ever. You will be happy and you will love your life. It's definitely some great advice that I think a lot of our cadets as well as myself here at Dead 60 can use. Uh, moving on into RTC, do you have any lessons uh, that you learned while your time in RTC that sort of transferred over to your current career now? Um, no topics. 
So I'll call it admin. That's like a weird way to say it. However, you're not going to lead when you get in the air, or sorry, you're not going to do lead lab when you get in the Air Force. You're not going to do drill. You're not going to write like bullet background papers every single day. But the things you're taught are for a reason. So leading others, constructive behaviors, um, recognizing the need for an EPR or OPR and understanding the system. Like you may think everything in ROTC is, I don't know, everyone goes like, oh yeah, ROTC is just a haze. No, it's not a haze. It, it builds your admin. It shows you like the important things in life and that like you need to take care of things in, in like the correct order and rank everything in precedence. But um, essentially just like take care of your stuff if you take care of your stuff and you and you try hard and you be a good person, like you will succeed. Whereas like you see in Ratsi, the kids who show up unprepared, like maybe it's one day, maybe it's many days. Um, there's definitely a difference. It's not that they didn't study drilling for 30 hours like you did. It's the fact that they didn't prepare that week. It's like the administration part of it and like preparation, execution, all that type of stuff. I do agree is also um, as a 200, I definitely see that aspect of like admin and how that can kind of transfer, especially like um, being here when we had some of the career days with other officers. So thank you so much for that one. Um, I was just wondering, do you have any like favorite memories from our detachment here? Oh, man, <laughs> a lot. Um, God, USC is awesome. Mm -hmm. USC is my favorite. Um, favorite memories? Dang. Beach Lead Lab, I think I saw a picture of you guys doing that the other day, and that just brought back so many salty memories. Um, I'd have to say Beach Lead Lab. That's just like the funnest thing you can do. You get sugar cookie, sir? Uh, multiple times, yes. And then as a POC, I remember getting thrown in the water by the, like, the commander and such would kind of, you know, make sure everyone was sandy and wet, so... I was one of those. Yeah, it was definitely an interesting time. Um, definitely took me a little bit to get all the sand out, but it was fun. Yeah, only say, a couple of days. Definitely. Maybe even a week. <laughs> Maybe. Who's canon? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would have to agree that uh, so far, Beachley Labs is my favorite. Moving into like sort of debt 60 area, um, do you have any specific reasons why you chose to be part of? Uh, detachment 60 um let's see there was like there was a few when picking my college i was looking at colleges mm -hmm. and rotcs and usc was close to me so it was beneficial it in itself is a great school so that helped out um there were a couple other factors i remember like it paired well with certain crosstown schools it was like really crosstown friendly which i think it still is right like most of the people there crosstown um so that's really awesome um and i think that is all what led me there <clears throat> i definitely agree this is a great school um i might be a little biased obviously because i go here but um definitely love it here biased. fight on fight on exactly <laughs> Um, and actually here at Debt 60, we just completed our official PFA and I just wanted to slide nice. that in here. Uh, I was wondering if you have any advice for those that just completed it and would like to improve their scores. Oh, yeah. Um, 
just prepare again admin stuff like doing a perfect pfa i mean if you prep for two months you run like twice a week you work out twice a week you just do everything you can like you're gonna get a great score but you don't prepare well till a week before like you're screwed uh also i accidentally when i was a student there's what two or three days you're supposed to do friday pt and then like one more day and then for us we were uh fourth in the nation the year i joined and i think the year after we were like fifth so we were like pushing hard for just like mock pfas like once to twice a month with her and then i got confused and thought we had to show up three times a week instead of two so i accidentally worked out way more than i should have so you just keep accidentally working out and pushing yourself, you will definitely get a 98.3. Yeah, I totally agree with the whole idea of making sure to space out your training. Uh, so for some cadets, they've already taken the AFOQT, but do you have any advice for those who haven't or for those who actually have taken it and want to improve their score? Uh, AFOQT, they're the study guides. Um, again, due diligence, prepare for it uh i mean obviously the poc have taken it so just ask them what areas they struggled in if you're super awesome at english cool like study a little of that and then like well verse yourself and all the mathematics and other things um do what you suck at is what we usually say pilot training because if you do what you're good at you're still gonna suck at something and you know you can you can pass english and like fail math and technically fail the whole thing do what you suck at, have all your scores look good. So that's my advice. Thank you for that one, especially because me and uh, Cadet Fuentes are about to take ours. So we're definitely a little scared. However, um, that's great advice and I'll definitely be looking to the math section a little more. Um, so as um, somebody who's been through like pilot training and is a pilot instructor, do you have any advice or tips for those who are interested in flying? Uh, yeah, okay. so. This was the big one I was thinking about like all yesterday and today. Um, exactly what I said earlier, you, if you would like to be a pilot, it's not easy street. It is a year of training and you will be pushed. It is not something crazy. It's not how weak with the Navy SEALs, but you will be mentally and physically challenged. You will be in an aircraft, sweating, flying around, and you'll have to think on the spot. And it's just, it, it is a lot. If you would like to be a pilot, if that is your dream goal, nothing will stop you, no matter how many rides you hook, no matter how many days you have, no matter how many times you were at work 11 hours a day, you will look at the job you want, you will push yourself and you will be so happy at the end when you're with your friends dropping like your number one. Um, for when you get to UPT, just everything they tell you that you can prepare for, do it. There's things called bolt face, cool, practice it, say it to yourself. There's something called chair flying where you sit in a chair and practice techniques we teach you. Do that like once a day for a little bit. Like everything we're telling you, it's not like, again, it's not a haze and it's not to be funny. I'm not like, oh yeah, this kid actually went home and sat in a chair. Like, no, if you do that, you actually build habit patterns which transfer over into the aircraft. So like all the techniques are given before pilot training while you're at your base, whether it's Laughlin or whatever, other UPT base it is just just give it your all because like one year equates to 10 years of greatness so that's my big one all right definitely some interesting info uh we've talked to a lot of cadets here at Dead 60 who are actually going for a pilot uh, AFSC 
and a lot of them are actually trying to gain a private pilot's license beforehand. Uh, do you have any sort of opinion on gaining one, uh, such as thinking it would help in the long run, if it's a good investment, et cetera? Yeah, um, one gigantic thing that I'll say is like look into all the scholarships because there's a lot. So like I know USC offers one. I know that Dave Dalians offer one. I know what's that other one called? CAP and J Rotsy offer things like everyone split up and take a different scholarship. Um, show like all the events you're doing that you're in college that you really want it. Because yeah, getting the private or like just getting hours is expensive. Um, I think it's good to get hours. It definitely helps with like, one, if you get airsick immediately, you can tell if you don't want to be a pilot. Two, um, you can get some practice and start recognizing things that you'll need as an aviator. And then three, I know it helps point-wise. Like if you're determined you want to be a pilot, like, yeah, someone with even 10 hours gets a couple points more for their T-Bass or whatever calculation it is. I think it's the pick some T-Bass, whatever. Um, and yeah, I ended up, I really wanted a PPL aside from getting like pilot in the air force. I just wanted one at a couple of like long bits between flying, but I ended up getting it. I'm happy about it. Um, you don't have to have a PPL to be great. I know a lot of people who didn't have one and they got like their number one, they got like, you know, F-35 and all that stuff. Um. There are also people with the private pilot's license who were like not the greatest in pilot training. Like we actually have airline people every once in a while, people with like 300 hours in a business jet. And like they have great transfer in some areas and then other areas there's no transfer over. So like do it, it's helpful. Look for scholarships because they are there. I got like a couple of them myself and I was happy about it, but it's not mandatory. If you can do it definitely though. Awesome. Ashley, I have a question on the scholarship. Since you have gotten a couple of them, can you kind of explain your experience, your experiences in those scholarships? My what in those scholarships? Your experiences and how they kind of worked. Um, I got I got one or two from the Daydalians. I got one from I think ROTC. Then I got uh, I want to say one from CAP. Can't remember exactly. And then before that, yeah, I did spend a little money on my own trying to fly. And then that was its own thing. So I had to stop because I do not have a lot of money. But um, experiences. So like doing ROTC, going to school, those things look good. If you volunteer just a little bit, which I know Debt 60 volunteers every once in a while, like it, it's, it's like the whole person concept, right? Like everything you're doing matters. And if someone looks at you on a piece of paper, how good do you look? If you're just like a cadet at dead 60 and you're in your fourth year and you haven't done anything there except pass a PFA, you don't look good. So if you would like those scholarships or like other prize possessions, highlight yourself. That is one thing that they also like in the pilot community. So like ranking in field training, ranking in your detachment. I know your pick some like we were just talking about it, like 40% is like, uh, what is it? Um, commander's ranking. So highlight yourself, show people that you can focus on a lot of things at once, a lot of activities. You essentially show them that you can be a pilot because when you're, you know, flying around, it's not like driving, like your cross check is looking at six instruments outside your radar and at the same time listening to ATC and possibly your wingman. So show people you can multitask.
Wow, that's some definitely helpful advice. I think a lot of our cadets who are aiming from, for those types of scholarships are really gonna appreciate. Uh, moving on to some sort of life advice. Uh, what are some traits or skills that you believe are essential for a leader to possess? Leadership. <laughs> um, the, the big one here that I'm super happy about is just care. So like core competencies, you, you want someone who understands their job. If your boss doesn't know how to do their job, you're going to look at less of them. And sorry, I say boss, but I should say leader because like I'm a leader too and I'm not anyone's boss. But have a have your core competencies, know how to do your job, do it well, and then care about your people. Because if a leader does their job well and fights for their airmen every single time they go up for bat, that is a leader that I'll take every day. Like one that cares about you. Cause my boss currently like, he didn't know exactly what he was doing, but he was trying hard every day and I could see it. And then I was like, man, I like that guy. And then when they were like, who wants awards, who deserves it? He'd fight for me every time. Anytime I was like, Hey, can I take leave? He's like, can you take leave? Yes. It's already approved. You need time off, please go. And then he just talked to me like a human and we had interest with another. So like, do your job and be a good dude are the two things that I would say resonate with a good leader. If you have those two things, so many people will appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you so much for that one, especially um, as a 200 that's kind of supposed to be stepping up as, you know, 200 for the 100s and the 150s. Um, I will definitely take that to heart and uh, learn more about how to do that. Um, I have a question. I know that um, obviously you've had a little rough uh, going through pilot training and being a pilot instructor, but do you have like a specific moment during that time where it was like a highlight or like a fun little event that went on? Something cool that happened in pilot training or every once in a while I get cool. Mo Let's see. What is the coolest moment I've had in a T6? It's a culmination, so sorry, this is not going to be an easy answer, but none are. Um, I have gotten to fly to Arizona through the mountains that are like 11,000 feet tall, um, through a river, through the canyon. I have flown to ship with another aircraft and done like our version of mock dog fighting and won that fight. Um I did not get to do the birthday ailerons I asked to do last year, but there was weather, so that's its own thing. Um, I don't know, sometimes just like pausing, looking outside and seeing like the curvature of the earth, that's like, oh man, I have a couple pictures out there that I'll just sit there and stare at because it's so beautiful. Just, just being in the air in itself is already like the coolest thing you can do. Anything on top of that is just like whipped cream on the ice cream. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Sounds pretty exciting. Not gonna lie. I'm kind of excited because I'm also trying to go for a pilot slot. So uh, let's hope. Um, so this is actually pretty much the end. Uh, I was going to ask, do you have any like final advice or remarks for our debt 60 cadets or other cadets who um, are looking for other C's by chance? Sure. Yeah. Um, little to big. Yeah, as a 200, again, know your stuff and be a good person because if the 100s see you helping them out and like the 300, 400s, don't be assholes. Like 
cool during lead lab yell at people then after be like hey what are you struggling with help them out um from debt 60 moving forward just do your best initially rolling into the air force no one knows what they're doing so it's okay but like at least try uh for anyone going into any afsc pilot is not the only afsc that's cool that's a subjective term so like doesn't matter what you want to do if you're happy with your life you're gonna love it i know a bunch of guys in finance right now who are like making bank doing great things and they're like here in san antonio with me and they're like the coolest people ever um you don't have to have wings to be a cool person and then for those who are going to be a pilot which is the best job ever um upt is changing we are trying to make the warfighter the aviator the pilot better for our near peer adversaries and that's like no kidding why i'm in this tdy in san antonio right now things are changing uh instruction is changing ideally it's going to cater more towards you all as students so hopefully that's a good thing that we see in the future but yeah i said it like i think 10 times so far and i'll say it again it's gonna suck a little bit but if you push through it you can kick ass and have like your dream job and it's a 10-year commitment however if you love your job it is 10 years of great minutes that you're just going to sign up for again all right well thank you first lieutenant legaspi for sharing your experiences and advice with all of us today it was a pleasure speaking with you and thank you all for tuning into this episode of sound off leadership lessons with the airmen of troy our music today was mixed by cadet rohit menon you can check out the AOT on our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and our website, airmanoftroy.org. We hope you enjoyed from hearing for, from First Lieutenant Nathan Legaspi as much as we did. And remember, sound off and fight on.